is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. We just need to obey. It's the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice in it. It is his word. At the word, remember some few weeks ago I talked about at the word, just taking his word. You see, it is his day, so we need to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. But today we have a brand new topic, our good deeds. So join with me, please, and let's get on now. Father, we just thank you today. We bless you. Just as you have said a couple of minutes, a couple of moments ago, we are rejoicing that you are here with us. And we have come to you, O oh God. We have come, come. Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And you will give us rest. We have come to you today. We have come with every situation in our life. With every fitness, every sin, every lack, every defeat, every failure, every sickness, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your message new every morning. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for the blood you shed on the cross. We worship you, Father. We bless you, God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today, we are taking of your yoke, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We will find rest, O God, in you, O God. We want to learn from you. We want you, O God, to teach us. In the name of Jesus, you are gentle, you are lowly. In the name of Jesus, we seek your rest today. We take off your yoke. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Father. We thank you for the peace you've given us. For you are gentle and lowly in heart. May it be unto us today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 So we are having a very good topic today. You know what? I came across a guy who thought that uh, he was so good. And uh, not he was so good. He, he's, he, he's, he still thinks that he's good. He, he, he believes, I mean, he, he was talking to me that my sister all that he needed now is to just receive Christ because I am good. Everybody thinks I'm good. Everybody say I'm good. I know I'm good. This and that. So that kind of people. So he he, um, he was talking to me like that and I was just like, okay, you are good. Then I pointed him to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. So I said, okay, if you are good, can you um, uh, uh, just give your life to Jesus by proclaiming uh, him, by uh, receiving him? So he said, no, he will not open his mouth. So, so we'll be talking about this. So I don't want to go ahead of myself. Hallelujah. But today we are going to go through the scriptures and uh, we'll touch base with Romans chapter 10 later. And then uh, I will go from there. But at the moment we are going to go to the gospel. Now we will read from... Uh, uh the book of uh, Luke. Okay, the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 18. Okay, I just wanted to use this, this teaching Jesus gave on his road. This was his final journey going to Jerusalem. So he was, he began to teach and he talked about uh, uh, 
<coughs> the Pharisees who were saying that they were righteous. Then also talk, he talked about uh, the little children. And he also talked about the rich young ruler. So we are going to use an example of this. Now, this rich young ruler is also mentioned in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, from verse 16 to 22. Also in the gospel according to Mark, in chapter 10, from verse 17 to 22. So any of these accounts are so good. Okay? So let's see what the Lord will teach us today. And uh, let's go to uh, um, Luke chapter 18. Okay? Now we are going to read from verse 18. Okay, then I read. Now I'm reading from New King James Version. Sometimes I also read from King James Version. Sometimes I read from other translations. Just to kind of get what others are saying. You know, that way you are able to understand the whole concept. You see, understanding is so important. It's, it's um, one of the reasons we don't, we, 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 we miss it. Because the languages, the languages, many of these were written in, were old English. So trying to now uh, go to old English uh, in this day is so challenging. So uh, at the same time, you don't want any of this translation to just water it down to the extent that it loses original meaning. So you have to be able to balance up. So the key is balancing it up. See where they are missing it. Okay? So where they are trying to uh, uh, discontinue what the Lord is saying, then you don't take that. Okay? In other words, you have to uphold what the original scripture is saying. So the key is understanding what they are, what are they saying, what are they talking about then you try to make your inference from what both are saying. Hallelujah. So let's read from verse 18. Luke chapter 18. Okay. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Great teacher, I mean good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. You know the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So when, uh, verse 22. Verse 22. So when Jesus heard these things, That is, the man replied back and said, Hey, all these things I have kept from when I was a baby. I, I was taught. I was learning all these things. This is what I have been doing. This is not something new to me. Now, verse 22 says, So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. And you have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Come and follow me. Hallelujah. Verse 23. Excuse me. So when he heard this, he became very sorrowful. For he was what? Very rich. So when he heard this thing, this, uh, what Jesus has told him, to go and sell what you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow him. He became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, it's amazing. So, you see what is 
what's, what is going on here. Um, we are seeing that uh, a guy, a, a, a rich young ruler, we have no idea of how he became rich. So that's another story because uh, <coughs> because today we see that uh, especially in most other places when the moment you are in charge of positions uh, the hair and they give you or they put you in a position um, this is not to uh, condemn anyone. This is just what I'm saying. That uh, this, this is what most people do. They are in charge of uh, an establishment of government or anywhere company. They, 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 they put the affairs of that place into your hands. And most people just take the money that's supposed to be for the company or the government or for the people and they conscript it into their own property. In other words, become their own wealth, become their own money. So we don't know how this guy became rich. Simply we are told that he is a rich young ruler. So he's in government in charge of money so is is when you when you go to the contest when you go to the contest so it it seems that he was he was in the area when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees now when you go to um when you go to um when you go to uh Verse 9 of that same chapter. Let's read it. He said, And he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. See? He spoke two parables. I mean, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. And he used two different kinds of people. Now, verse 10 says, Two men went up to the temple to pray. Now, the first one is this, a Pharisee, and the other a tax collector. Now, verse 11. Now, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like like other men, extortioner, unjust, adulterous, or even as these tax collectors. Verse twelve. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector—that is the other guy, the tax collector. Uh, the other the, the other man who, who is the task collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his best breast saying God be merciful to me a sinner I tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other one for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Hallelujah. So we see two kinds of people. One was trusting in himself, and one was believing that he has obeyed all the law. He's, he's um, believing that the law was there and that he obeyed those laws, not knowing that 
the law cannot save us. The law cannot save him. So he told that by obeying all the law, he will be made righteous. And righteousness doesn't come through the law. Righteousness comes through our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the gift of grace that he has given unto us. Now, when you look at the the rich young ruler, he was trusting himself. He believed that he has left uh, lived all to his to the law. But Jesus, lovingly, when 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 uh, uh, he, he said, "I I, I never want." broke any of the law Jesus mentioned to him that in other words Jesus pointed him to the Ten Commandments now perhaps he had kept some not all but Jesus lovingly broke through the young man's pride with a, a with with a love with a smile and challenge and challenge that he brought to to him. And he said, Go say everything you have and give to the poor. So this exposed the young the young ruler to uh to to the challenge that he gave him. And this challenge was about him giving money to the poor. So money represented his pride and accomplishment and self-effort. Money, ironically, made him unable to keep him from seeing what is most important, that is coming to the Lord and receiving him. He could not meet this one requirement Jesus gave. That is to turn his whole heart to him. You see, the man came to Jesus wondering what he could do. He left seeing he could do to be saved, to enter internal life. Now the man became sad because seeing the tax ahead of him is a tax that he felt that he would not be able to meet. Now the question is, what barriers or barrier is keeping us from receiving our Lord Jesus Christ? What does our money mean to us? Although Jesus wanted this man to sell everything and give his money to the poor. This does, this does not mean that as we, if we are all believers, the truth of the matter is that we all need money. So it's not telling us to sell all our possessions and just give them away without you leaving some for yourself and be able to meet your needs as well. Most of his followers did not sell everything, although they used their possessions to serve others. Instead, the story shows us that we must not at any time have or desire or keep or have anything to keep us from us. We must remove all barriers to serving him fully. Now, if Jesus asks, could you give us your house? 
your car, your level of income, your possession, or your status, your pride. Your reaction may show your attitude towards money, whether it is your servant or your master. So now, you know, we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve God. We cannot serve Mama. Now, worldly esteem, which is essentially measured by wealth, social standing, nobility, birth, and personal achievement, we count for nothing in the world to come. The only thing that we count is humility and servanthood. And this will lead to great, it will lead to greatness. In God's kingdom. And now in the book of Matthew, he actually uh, 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 talked about this in his parable. You will find this in the book of Matthew chapter 20 from verse 1 to 16. So in your spare time, go over there, you will see, you will see the, uh, how he illustrated that. Okay? So, we can't serve two masters. We cannot serve money, and we cannot serve God. So one will be slave to, at any time, one will be a slave. You will be master to one, and that one will be slave, and the other one will be master to that, the other one will be a slave. So we cannot be uh, a, a, a slave uh, or, or serve to to. to Two uh, masters. Okay, so let's see that in the uh, in the uh, in in, in uh, Matthew chapter six. Okay, Matthew chapter six. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter six. Now we are seeing here. Jesus was also teaching. Now we are going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 6. Let's read from uh, verse uh, 19. This is where he was laying, uh, he was teaching about laying up treasure, either here or here. So we can lay up treasure here or lay up treasure in heaven. He said, verse 19 said, he said, do you not lay up for yourself Treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither mouth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Also, you can see the essence of we not being able to serve two gods because where we have a treasure, it depends which one is our treasure, whether our treasure is in God or treasure is in money. So where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. So our heart could be in money why we neglect the very foundation of God. Verse 22, he said, The lamp of the body is the, one, is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if you, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? It's amazing. Now, verse 24. He said, No one can serve two masters, for neither he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one 
and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mama. And Mama is a, a Greek word that means a, a, a confidence that is a figurative of wealth, uh, money. In some uh, uh, translation, they simply say uh, money. <laughs> just money. Okay? So, just money. Wealth, riches. Hallelujah. So, we see here that the Lord is saying that we cannot do both at the same time. See? One will be a barrier. One will be an obstacle that we are not able to reach out. We are not able to reach out, to break in. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So we will not be able. And why is it like that? Because Jesus said it was very difficult for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, if you read, if you read on to, uh, if you go to uh, the book of Mark, book of Mark from 23, okay, uh, chapter 10 from verse 23. Let's see. Chapter 10, verse 23, okay? Now, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard, because the man's, the man's countenance changed. He, he was uh, sad. He was grieved. You see? He, he went back grieved. Went back sad. The very first time, you 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 came to to the Lord, and you went back sad. We want to come to Him. We want to go back joyful, not sad. Hallelujah! See, but when we receive Him and obey His command, we will always go back happy, joyful, not sad. Okay. Um, most of the time, is the act of the enemy. The enemy don't want us to be saved. The enemy don't want us to, uh, to receive him. The enemy always wants to make us look uh, stupid, not understanding what he's saying. And... Uh, <clears throat> And uh, uh, it's, it's just that uh, uh, the enemies block the uh, the heart of people, their minds. Yeah, in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, you see the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that uh, they cannot see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. He blinds God. So that we, we keep on trusting on our goodness, keep on trusting on how good we are, keep on trusting on, oh, I'm righteous. I'm good. This guy says he's good. He's good things. Not even realizing that uh, he has to come to him. Then I asked him, I said, uh, uh, what, what do you, why do you know that you are good? He said, I, I'm doing good stuff. Everybody said I'm good. No. No one is good. You see? Romans chapter 3 verse 22 says, For we have all seen and for sure, of the glory of God. Yeah, we have all seen. We are, all our righteousness are as fitting righteous. 
Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. We are all sinners. Hallelujah. <clears throat> all our righteousness are as what? Fitting righteous. And we all feed as a leaf on our iniquities while the wind have taken us away. So no matter our goodness, no matter how good we are, no matter how you think you have done good, all our goodness without him being received is not goodness. It's, it's not good works. There is good works. There is another work which is not good works. So good works comes after we've received him. We acknowledge him as our God, as our Savior, and as our Master. We've given our life to him. Then all our works is good works. Thereon, thereafter. Okay? But before then, they are not good works. You are not good. So what we might be thinking that when we say, if I say I'm good, it, it means I'm measuring myself with another person. I'm saying I am good. The other guy is bad. Yeah, of course. But compare to God, my goodness cannot be good. It does not. It's not good. Because none of us could ever meet the standard set by Christ. I mean, set by God. It only Christ came to meet that requirement. For us, I mean, So if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ's coming is in vain. So righteousness is true our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not true my goodness. It's not true my art trying to obey the law. It's not true my work trying to do work so that I might end his salvation. No. It's believing in the work Jesus has come to do for us. That's what makes us good. That's what comes for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this guy missed it. Then I told him, I said, would you like to receive him? By appointing him to Romans chapter 10. Pointed him to Romans chapter 10. Now, before then, he was saying that it was his heart, uh, where I believe in my heart, I don't have trust in my heart. You know, he said, okay, what type of God that you are believing in? He doesn't even know. He's saying sometimes he say Allah. I say, it's not Allah. I say, I say it has to be Jesus. It's Jesus who died for you. So he's the one you have to receive. He's the way. He's the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him. John chapter 14, verse 6. So we have to go through Jesus. Any alternative is not acceptable. The only way, the only, not alternative way, not by Allah, not by any other means, not by your good work or by what I have done to charity or to people. No, we have to open our mouth and confess him and receive him. You know, the thief on the cross opened his mouth and receive Christ. Where did he do any work? 
what work did he do? The work that he did was a work of faith to boldly open his mouth and said, Father, today accept me when you get there. It's so important for us. Hmm? Very important. We cannot miss that. Not our goodness. See? So when you get home, read uh, Luke chapter 23 from verse 39 to 43. You will see the account of the thief on the cross. Okay? Time will not permit me to go over that. Okay? So, we've seen that. We've seen that. You have to receive him by our mouth. Now, one of the things that the one of the things that the the the, the well, you remember I was talking about the the idea of not being able to serve two masters. Either one will solve. Uh, self one or leave the other. So now when you look at the um, uh, uh, Mark 10, 23, it says, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. So then the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things we need to realize is that Jesus said that it was very difficult for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God or for people who are rich to enter the kingdom of God. This is true because the rich, with most of their basic physical needs met, often become self-reliant. You don't need anything. You don't need anybody. You don't need faith to trust God anymore. Okay? When when they feel empty, they can buy something new to to dull the pain that was uh, that was meant to drive them towards God. Okay, their abundance and self sufficiency become their deficiency. So the person was the person who have everything. The person, right, who has everything on earth can still lack what is most important in life. So what I'm saying here is when you have now all this money, it can dull the idea of us not being able to trust by faith in God can dull your performance, not being able to pray, because you can go out there to buy anything you want. Uh, you are you in pain, you can buy the best medicine, you can buy drugs. Today, many people are on drugs. Yeah, on drugs. Instead of turning to God, they are turning to God, uh, turning to drugs to get joy. They are turning to God, I mean to drugs, to uh, numb their hopelessness. They are turning to drugs to numb their depression. 
they are turning to drugs to nub their desire to come to God for rescue, for peace, for joy. They are turning to drugs to give them joy, a temporary joy, a temporary peace. He said, the peace I give you is not as the world gives. No, you might try to get peace from all these substances, from drugs, from women, from money, but those are peace that come from materials. And he's the one who created all these materials. No. Instead, we need to run to him. You see, one of the reasons why he said we cannot serve two masters, because when we then serve money or mama, as he calls it, then we become dependent on the effect of that thing we are serving. And the effect is that we are not able to run to him. We depend on what that thing can offer us. So we have we have all everything we can buy uh, uh, anything we want we can uh, depend on it we, we don't need, need God anymore why do you need God now you don't need except by a special grace except by a special grace otherwise when the saving of that money comes we can't remember him anymore can pray. Where do you now trust? Where? Not trusting. Where do you now build your faith? Where? There are some people, they, what they are going to eat tomorrow, they don't know. They don't know where it's coming from. But by their faith and believing, you will see they are able to survive. Some of them don't have fridge. In some places, the, the, the fridge is so loaded that they open the fridge. They said, oh, I don't know what to eat. Ah, but the fridge is loaded. You don't know what to eat except they have to order things from outside. And if you go to their pantries, you will see all so, so many food are all there. And not to talk of groceries. You can buy any food you want. You can order any food you want. The money is there. There's nowhere you can trust. It's only by special grace you can learn to trust. But one way of trusting, like Jesus has admonished this rich, yeah. Have a nice day. is by trusting and giving whatever we have to the poor, to the people, uh, make ministries, make organizations, travel out, Travel to other countries and give out these these things to them. Distribute, especially traveling out to other countries, you will see that you will never be, remain the same again. Never, never remain the same again. Never. Trust me, you will never remain the same again. Should travel to other countries, try to see their way of life. Don't give your money yet, but just travel out to other countries, travel to Asia, travel to Africa, different parts of Africa, and go and see uh, how people are living. And then nobody will tell you now to give and see how your life will never remain the same again. It's the word of God. And you will see 
that the new life you now begin to live, you are now living for God. You are now depending on Him. It is our dependence on Him that brings joy. And depending on Him, then you are seeing that, ah, he's, I can now hear from Him. I, I can relate to Him. He's, he's blessing me. You see? Now, look look at this. Uh, now, when you, when you go, go back to... Uh, to that, you see, so the man was seeking assurance of eternal life. Yeah, we all need need an assurance of our eternal life. You see, Jesus pointed him that salvation does not come from good deeds accompanied by love of God. The man needed a whole new starting point. Instead of adding another commandment, for him to keep or to perform, the young man needed to submit humbly to the lordship of Christ. That's all he needed. So we have to submit to his lordship. You see, we have to work, submit to his lordship. Very important in our life. You see, in response to the young man's uh, question about what good deeds he needed to do in order to be assured of eternal life, Jesus told him to keep the Ten Commandments. And Jesus then uh, listed six of them, all are Latin, referring to relationship with others, some relationship with others, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, reaction to others, our fellowship with others, very important in our life. You see, when the young man replied that he had kept the commandment, Jesus told him that he must do something more. That he said everything that he gave and give the money to the poor. You see, so the man's weakness is his. We all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. You see, in reality, his work was his God. His work was his God. Hallelujah. It's idol. And he would not give it up. Thus he violated the first and greatest commandment. So you find that in the book of Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. Okay. Hallelujah. So today we just want to let us know that if you have not received him today, if you have not open your mouth don't be like this guy who said I cannot open my mouth see you see this man you, you can see how the devil can blind blind people's heart this man had a terrible incident many years ago according to him you see he um uh, you know those overpass uh, bridges. He was driving, and he flew across the bridge and landed down. And he was in a ditch, according to him, said for many days. He, he broke his legs, his hands, his waist, uh, his pelvic bones, and he told me that uh, uh, there is a rod that that connecting his pelvic uh, bones and when he's walking it's like uh, uh, disabled now he told me all this I said you see how God has protected you so he has a plan for you just receive him he said no I, I have him in my heart but I will not open my mouth you can see how the devil has blinded people you see, so he uh, he needs prayer. So in your quiet time, I just want to uh, uh, please pray for this guy that God touch him. We have to pray for everybody. We have to pray for our brothers, our sisters, and let the devil that has blinded his heart be removed from him. Let him see the power of God. 
let him see the grace of God. You see, God has saved him. You see, many people would think that, oh, when all this thing happens to us, then we will immediately come to uh, to Christ. No, this 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 is an example to me. You see, under ordinary circumstances, when this kind of stuff happens to people, uh, they will immediately be receiving Christ. In fact, every day. To some people, no, this guy, his heart has been blinded by Satan, that he's not able to see Christ. You see, in the same way that we might make our riches, our idols, our our God. So all, all we just need to do is receive him. So if you have not received him, today is the day of salvation. Just receive him. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. Open your mouth. Talk to him. Hallelujah. Receive him today. Hallelujah. Don't be don't be like this guy who God who God has saved all these years from that terrible accident. Saved from in fact he died and God brought him back. See? So we need to trust him. We need to receive him. Not in in our goodness, but in him. Hallelujah. You know the scripture says in Romans chapter ten, verse nine, it said, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has risen from the dead, and you will be saved. So that's 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 you now. Open your mouth, tell him who you are, mention your name, mention that uh, you have seen, you have done all this kind of stuff. It's so simple. Don't make it hard. Uh, talk to him as you talk to your your friend, your your father. Uh, don't don't look at complicated. Okay. Talk to him. Tell him you you want him to be your savior. You want him to be your father. You want him to speak to you, to use you to forgive you your sin, to help you in your work, tell him what situation you are going through, things are hard, you are sick, uh, you, are, you are disappointed, you are depressed, uh, you have hopelessness, everything doesn't make sense to you. They tell him to make things make sense to you. Just open your heart. You see, that is why he said, and believe in your heart. So believe now all that you've had, that he has come to save you. He, he, you know, he came and he died and he took your sins and my sins and everyone's sins and nailing on the cross. He, he gave his precious blood for you and for me. You see, those days we used to offer animal sacrifice in an attempt to give blood to, to God, to appease him. But his blood is more special. And he did it once and for all, for every one of us. So receive him today. Receive him, receive him, receive him in the name of Jesus. Receive him. Hallelujah. Receive Christ right now. Receive him in the name of Jesus. Receive him now. So ask him to come into your life. Ask him to, to fill you. And his spirit will come. His Holy Spirit will encompass you, will fill you from head to your your toe, and you will never remain the same again in the name of Jesus. You will never remain the same again in the name of Jesus. Ask him to touch you. Ask him to touch not only you, your 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 wife, your husband, your brother, your sisters, your relatives, your business, your career, everything you put your hands to do. Ask him to touch it in the name of Jesus. Ask him to do a touch around. Repent before him right now and, 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 and ask him to help you in your work, your daily work in the name of Jesus. Ask him to touch you. Ask him to bless you. Ask him to make, him, make you a whole new creation in the name of Jesus. A brand new man in the name of Jesus, a, a vessel that he will use in the name of Jesus. Ask him to make you a channel, a channel to reach to those who are poor, 
a channel to reach out to those who are sick, a channel to reach out to those who are hopelessness, a channel to those who are having hard time, a channel to those who are not in good standing with God, a channel to everyone in the name of Jesus. Reach out, reach out, reach out. Be a channel. Touch him now. Touch his hand in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Father. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Our time is up. Father, we just want to bless you today. We thank you for all that you have said today. We bless you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We continue to need you in our life, in our work today. Even as our program is ending now, Father, we know that we are not ending with you. You will go with us. For you have said you will never leave us or forsake us, Lord. These men and women have come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we, we know, we believe that you have received them. Help them to walk in this day, in this day of evil, evil generation. The crooked and the brave people of mind. Change our mind, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Help them to stand firm. Help them to be victorious. Help them to keep your word, to, to walk in the spirit, in the name of Jesus. Protect and guide them in their work today. Meet their needs, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you glory, in the name of Jesus. So we see you next time. Stay with God. Hallelujah.